Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live.
course on stage eight, the Dakar's youngest ever competitor, Sheldon Creed, reflected on his first attempt. I got asked to come or, or told I was coming a week before Christmas, and uh, told my plane ticket was, was three days after Christmas. So, um, you know, it was, it was kind of last minute for sure, but, um, you know, happy I got the experience. You know, a lot of 18-year-olds uh, wish they were in my shoes, and um, I'm a very competitive person. I'm really hard on myself, so... Uh, when we came in the first stage and we're 39, I was just like, like, what, what are we doing out here, you know? And uh, each day we got we got better and better. I'm happy with what we did. Uh, we never wrecked the car. Uh, it still has a body on it, so you know, I'm happy for, for my first desert race being like that. Stage 11 may not be in the dunes like yesterday, but there's still sand to be found on the 268-mile time section in red. While there will be gravel trails for parts of the stage, some soft sands known as fish fish will feature. Due to more extreme heat, the riders were stopped early, but the cars class continued the full distance. Very late at night, prior to stage 11, Carlos Sainz's Dakar was done. A spacer between the gearbox and engine broke on the Peugeot. That issue, mixed with other collateral damage on Sainz's machine, meant the team had to call it quits. For the fourth consecutive Dakar, El Matador bows out early. Later at the start, Nasser Alatia wasn't phased by that news and took the time to get an up-close look at the Peugeot. Stefan Hansel eventually got his seat back and opened the road to stage 11. Emiliano Spataro has been on the cusp of a top 10 overall result, so today's struggle really hurts. 24th in the stage, losing over an hour, pushes him down to 12th. Vladimir Vasiliev came to life yesterday, snatching a third place. We thought he was going to throw it away today, though. <laughs>
Cooper struck a rock with a few miles remaining and broke the gearbox. Despite needing a tow home from helpful teammate Dupre, Lowe finished second, under six minutes behind, Stefan Pederhansel, who was purposely driving cautiously. With an hour lead entering the day, Monsieur Dakar had that luxury, and with mechanical problems striking the team cars, Pederhansel knew it was also a necessity. So for only the second time in this year's Dakar, a Peugeot did not take the stage. And just like before, it was Nasser al at the wheel of the Mini that was able to break up the streak. It also marks the Qatari's 25th career stage victory, tying him with teammate Nani Roma. Loeb just missed out on his fourth stage win of the year after those late problems, while Dupre's assistance meant he lost time as well. Robbie Gordon just missed the top 10 and 11th, while the man in fourth still controls this rally. The strategy was not to, to push at the limit for sure. Now we, we, we had a big gap. Uh, the, the strategy is to manage the mechanics, the, the car, the gearbox, everything, transmission. And uh, so we, we drive slowly, safe, but without the mistake of navigation. So at the end, one more stage down, it's not so bad. The 11-time Dakar winner certainly knows how to play the long game. He lost over eight minutes to Alatia today, but the gap is still comfortable. The fight for third has Hervenen within five minutes of De Villiers, while Gordon moves up one to 27. Yesterday saw rally leader Toby Price's overall lead start to shrink. But today, the Aussie is eager to keep on rocking. The bikes excite when we return.
watching the Dakar 2016 on NBCSN. The story of Honda star Paolo Gonçalves borders on unbelievable. This guy has had so much adversity but always bounces back and yesterday was no different. He crashed and a tree branch punctured his radiator. But his luck changed when the second part of the day's stage was cancelled due to excessive heat. He got towed to the bivouac and his Honda teammates used parts from other bikes to get his working again. Next morning, the Portuguese rider was good to go and finished the marathon stage. The overall leader for four days in a row wasn't out of this thing just yet, and in typical Gonçalves style, went on the attack. KTM's Toby Price really played it smart yesterday, sacrificed almost six minutes of his lead to ride with others. The conservative approach may just win him this year's Dakar. It was an historic day for Stefan Svitko. Now in his seventh Dakar appearance, he no longer has to wonder if he'd ever win a stage. That was taken care of yesterday. He finally did it. And Honda's new gun, Ricky Brabeck, wasn't overly pleased with his run through the Fiambala Dunes. But with that being said, he scored another top ten and moved up to seventh overall. Things are going great for the California kid. And so too for another American. Ian Blythe had an exceptional day, powered his way through the dunes for his best result so far, 11th on the stage. Daytime temperatures were again in the forecast. Today would be another hot one. Undeterred by that and his endless problems was Honda's Paolo Gonçalves. Today started fast from fourth and found out just how quick and slippery the day's trails were. Unfortunately, that was just a sign of more serious things to come. It may be an illusion or the fact that the chopper is following so fast and close, but it looked like the veteran may have been pushing too hard. And at mile 73, his Dakar was over. Another crash, but this time significant enough to be placed in the ambulance and airlifted to the nearest major hospital. Gonçalves was later cleared of any serious injuries, but was dealing with concussion. We wish the man they call Speedy that kind of a recovery. Yesterday and today have been rookie Ian Blythe's best by far. The 24-year-old privateer from Colorado is running with the big boys and got as high as sixth at one point today. He ended up a fabulous eighth. It was the first time Ricky Brabeck hadn't been the highest finishing American. He fell several times and just didn't have his usual rhythm. After his first stage win yesterday, Slovakia and Stefan Svitko opened the road for the first time. He's having his best ever Dakar. Today, though, he dropped 12 minutes to the stage winner, but has a firm hold on second overall. While there was an abundance of local support for Argentina's Kevin Benavides, today wasn't a good one for the highest place Honda rider. He's in a colossal scrap for an outright podium, but gave away 12 minutes to the guys he's fighting for it by getting lost after checkpoint three. Adrian Van Beveren had his Yamaha on a string today. Just check this out. This is a rider at one with his bike.
to that fight to stand on the podium in Rosario. Husqvarna's big hope, Pablo Quintanilla, had one foot on it as of this morning. And even though he finished third today, brake problems saw him lose more than two minutes to the stage winner Mayo, who provisionally moved into third. This scrap is going to go all the way. Rally leader Toby Price had a dream day, kept the bike upright, enjoyed his riding, put more time between himself and the nearest challenger, and didn't win. Yes, didn't win. That means he doesn't have to open the road tomorrow. It was another KTM rider classified as the winner. It was French rookie Antoine Mayo. He said the navigation was tough today, and he benefited from others' mistakes. But his 18-second victory over Price was his second of the rally. A KTM 1-2. Mayo once again proving rookies can do well on the Dakar. Benavidez will be frustrated at getting lost in that huge loss of time while it was a super day for America's Ian Blythe. But what does the overall leader think? Never guaranteed for me, so uh, I'm not pushing hard and I'm not going overboard and I'm trying to conserve as much energy as possible for the next two days. Uh, I'm sure as anything it's going to be another hot two days after this. I had to wake up at like 3 this morning to start at 4.30 and uh, I was after a long stage yesterday so we were just tired to begin with and it was a 430k stage so it was never ending. But uh, it was nice and tight and technical, lots of sand so uh, I was having fun out there and it was great moving up again so having fun. Six days of improving, Brabeck unfortunately drops the spot while today's top man Blythe jumps up two to 25th. No longer in the rally is Carol Gittery, and for a very good reason. I woke up in the morning with an upset stomach and, and I don't know if I got food poisoning or what. I passed out on the bike three times, stood up and hit the call button to see if I could get somebody on the radio and they couldn't hear me. And so I passed out again and fell over and then a thunderstorm came through and lit up the sky and that's when I realized things are bad. So I started trying to get my tools out to take my emergency water out, and that's when the helicopter came in. And the guy said, uh, gave me an IV right away, and they gave me some oxygen to get me to get me home. He said uh, he said it wasn't likely I was going to make it through the night, but I stayed out there. Thanks, so and those guys for getting me to the Fiumball Hospital last night. Trained for a year and a half. Spent three years, four years putting the deal together. You know. And to have it go south on an upset stomach and in your pants? That sucks. I want to try this again because I'm not willing to let Fiambala kill me. It almost killed me last night. I'm not going to let it do it again. That right there is the impact the Dakar has. So for the overall and Price's lead has blown out to a whopping 35 minutes. Sitko is comfortable in second, but the race for third will be captivating between Mayo, Quintanilla and Benavidez. Just who will stand on that podium? The trucks tackle the terrain on the road out of La Rioja with Gerard DeRoy still fighting off challenges to his overall lead. And we look back on the vision and leadership of the rally's founder, Thierry Sabine, who made the Dakar a reality.
watching the 2016 Dakar Rally from South America here on NBCSN. The trucks were also on their way out of La Rioja. Disastrous would be an accurate description for Edouard Nikolaev's outing yesterday. A three-and-a-half-hour loss dropped him from second overall to tenth, but he's back on top with his third stage win today. Command teammate Ayrat Mardiev is pushing hard to represent the team on the final podium. The Russian placed nearly eight minutes behind Nikolaev and remains second overall. But that gap to leader Gerard DeRoy is massive. Like Peter Hansel and Price, the Dutchman can go at his own pace. Sixth place on the stage still keeps him in the lead by over one hour. Currently rounding out the overall podium is the Aveco of Federico Viagra. The Argentinian was a mediocre ninth, but it's enough to keep him in third overall, ahead of teammate Tom Van Genuten. Martin Colomi still trying to get his Dakar back on track after a three-day stretch saw him lose over seven and a half hours, destroying his chances at a good overall result. On today's stage, though, the Czech snaked through the canyons on his way to eight. So, big gaps for the big trucks as Aveco is looking good for the win. DeRoy's advantage drops to an hour and nine minutes after giving up six to Mardiev in the stage. Yesterday's surprise winner, Pascal Dubar, could have a shot to place in the top five with his Renault. January 14, 1986 is a day scorched in the memory of the Dakar. It was the day that its founder, Thierry Sabine, died along with four others in a helicopter crash in Niger. Since that day, his spirit has endured. First of all, the Dakar is a gigantic school of adventure. It's a way to expose some notions from another time, but those are crucial to me. Audacity, courage, the notion to always go forward or further for us Europeans who are frustrated with the lack of wide spaces. If I became who I am today, Thanks to Thierry Sabine. It's been a revelation. I think inside of me that the Dakar reveal. I owe him a lot. I would have loved to meet him. He must have been an incredible character with lots of ideas in his head. He really was a leader. He had charisma and he knew what he was doing. If we talk about the difficulty, I know about it. I designed it, and I sent you into it. When it comes to the sand, it's a part of the race. If in the route de rum, the sailors have to face gigantic waves, they're not going to go and complain about it to the organizer. Obviously, he must have been a very adventurous guy and um, somebody that uh, was always keen for, for challenges. For me, he was the guy in a white race suit, and it's the image of my childhood when I followed the race on TV. For me, you have to have been a crazy dreamer to come up with this. The Dakar is my life. Thanks to him, I spent the last 20 years racing it. For me, Zabin was the guy who loved adventure.
but which one? The sibling rivalry races one step closer to Rosario when we come back. the 2016 Dakar Rally from South America here on NBCSN. South Africa's Brian Baragwanas is the comeback king. He set some of the best times of the day in his efforts to show the Patronellis his name should be remembered. He claims second and has a legitimate shot at being on the podium overall. Alejandro Patronelli had to take the fight to his little brother who's leading, and he did today, winning the stage and trimming the deficit. But brother Marcus may be playing it too cool. He gave away a minute and a half to Alejandro today, and now only leads by eight seconds. Russia's Sergei Karyakin may still be having fun, but he might have lost the opportunity to fight for the podium. He's now ten minutes behind Baragwanas for a top three finish in Rosario. And it's a similar margin back to last year's runner-up, Jeremias Gonzalez. Snapshot of the top three in each class shows us that KTM is looking good to get its 15th straight Dakar win thanks to Toby Price. While in the quads, not even brothers like it that close, only eight seconds between the Patronellis. In the car, Stefan Pederhansel's move away from Mini two years ago could prove to be the right one. His lead is more than comfortable, and the same can be said for Gerard DeRoy. Now that's the way to drive it home. The end of this year's Dakar rally may be in sight, but the test for the competitors goes up another notch tomorrow. Fighting through the fatigue, the 
field will face the longest stage of the rally. Join us tomorrow at 5.30pm for the trek from San Juan to Villa Carlos Paz. For the entire NBCSN team, I'm Lee Diffie saying thanks for taking the Dakar journey with us. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.